Good evening. Be opening your Bible to the book of Psalms. It's going to be chapter 119. Psalms chapter 119. Still not working, Darrell. Okay. And uh, I'm going to keep a check on this microphone. If it stops working for three times, I'm going to turn it back on. And then the fourth time, I'm going to get serious. Psalms 119. I'd like for you to join me at that location. The sermon tonight might be considered a companion to what you heard this morning. I want you to take just a moment and do a quick browse in the 119th Psalm. And I want you to see what you observe when you take your first glimpse of the 119th Psalm. Now, you will not be able to look at the chapter on one page if you look back at Psalms 117, you're going to see two verses. If you look at 118, you're going to see that all on one page. But when you look at the 119th Psalm and you just do a browse through it, you're going to have to turn a page and depending upon how your Bible is organized, you may have to turn two pages and you're going to discover the verse numbers increase until you arrive at verse 176. This is the longest chapter in the Bible. And it has one great theme. The Word of God. God's written revelation to man, which is called in the 119th Psalm, the law of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the testimonies of the Lord, the commandments, the judgments. All of those expressions have to do with God's written revelation to man. The word of God and what man's response should be to God's revelation. Let me read the first eight verses. And those verses are introductory. They will form an impression on your mind that will introduce everything in the longest chapter in the Bible. Psalms 119 verses 1 through 8. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. 
I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. So David wants to convey to his readers the beauty, the value, the practical value of God's written revelation. The curative power, the blessings of having a word from God and therefore making that our priority in life. The blessings of that are outlined in the 119th Psalm. 176 verses to drill into our minds the simple beauty of God's Word and the priority we ought to give to His revelation to us. I know that this morning I spoke of daily Bible reading and I gave reasons for each of us to be engaged in that good spiritual discipline. The beginning of the year seems to be an ideal place to begin daily Bible reading, but I would never, I would never discourage anyone from starting daily Bible reading immediately, regardless of the date. I want us to spend a few minutes tonight in this passage in the 119th Psalm. What I've done for our consideration tonight is to pull together some quick points from this chapter about God's Word and the eternal good for us when we put His Word into our minds and respond to it with our lives. This eternal good from God requires our contact with His Word and our obedient response. From the time of your first contact with God's Word, going forward till you leave this earth. God's Word. Let's see what is said in the 119th Psalm. I've put together several quick points from this text. Number one, God's Word is the way of happiness. Listen again to verses 1 and 2. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep His testimonies, who seek Him with their whole heart. I want you to notice that these two verses are Beatitudes. These verses are Beatitudes, similar to those spoken by Christ and written over in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5. And here's what a beatitude is. A blessing is conferred on those who do what the beatitude says. So in this case, a blessing is conferred on those who are blameless. And it goes on to say, walk in the law of the Lord and keep His commandments with a whole heart. So this is blessedness. This is happiness, but not happiness in a worldly sense. 
It is the blessedness, the joy of having this relationship with God through his word. And for us, we know from the New Testament, this is made possible by, <coughs> this is made possible by Christ. God's word is the way to the happiness that is defined in Scripture. The joy, the confidence of knowing you are living as God directs. The way of life, Christ died for us to embrace. God's word is eternally good for us. And in the opening verses of the 119th Psalm, two Beatitudes about the way of happiness that we are able to have through our contact with God's word. Number two, God's word is the way to avoid shame. Verse six, then I shall not be put to shame having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. Shame is a negative emotion. It is more than just being embarrassed. You might wear mismatched socks and be embarrassed. But this is more than that. This is different. Shame in this sense is to be loaded down with guilt. And this says when our eyes are fixed on God's commands, we can avoid shame. And again, I will add, the New Testament affirms that this absence of shame is possible because of who Jesus is, what he did for us, and our response to him. God's word provides what is eternally good for us, the blessedness of verses 1 and 2, and it's the way to avoid shame. Number three, it's the way of good counsel. Verse 24, your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. We need to be honest. There are times when we just don't know for sure what to do. And it may be that human counselors that we go to simply agree with us that they don't know what to do. They may not satisfy our need for direction. What a delight that we can turn to the testimonies of the Lord and find good counsel. Now, it may be challenging to discover just the passage, just the right principle, just the example just the description of attitude or just the prohibition or just the whole section of Scripture that answers what we need. It may not come during the second that you open your Bible, but we know that good counsel is here. And this becomes another reason for daily Bible reading. Next, I'm going to look at verse 28, verse 28, my soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me 
according to your word. Now, I don't think the writer is asking for some direct miracle or some immediate infusion of strength that is passive on our part. The whole 119th Psalm is about seeking the word, opening our eyes, meditating. Strength is found in God's word. Opportunities to be buried in sorrow and weakness are all around us, yet we can be strengthened by the word. Daily Bible reading and Bible study efficiently pursued, consistently pursued, will bring strength into our lives. The word of God is the way of hope. Verse 43. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your rules. Human rules often promise no hope at all. In fact, we are sometimes frustrated by endless and complicated regulations and rules conceived in the minds of men. When we follow the rules of men, it can sometimes even seem hopeless. But this is about the rules given by the supreme ruler. His law is perfect, and therefore the hope it generates is perfect and certain. My hope, your hope, lies in our commitment to the ruler, and the ruler, fortunate for us, has given rules for us to respect and to live by. God's word provides wisdom. I can't speak for you, but sometimes there are occasions where I just feel dumb. I understand what Jeremiah wrote, that the way of man is not in himself. But listen to this, in verses 98 through 100, I'm still in Psalms 119. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I tell you, wisdom doesn't come to us automatically as a function of age and experience. I remember a time earlier in my life when I thought, well, when you get old and bald and wrinkled, and you've got hearing aids and all that, you must have wisdom. I've changed my mind about that. There are times when I must recognize I am not wise. I need to seek wisdom from the Word. I need to get the Word into my head in order to be wise. It doesn't come automatically with age and time. God's Word shows us the way we should go. 105, verse 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Modern technology has provided us with something called GPS. 
or Google Maps. I have an app on my phone called Waze, W-A-Z-E. And I saw another app the other day called, in one word, how to get there. If you use these apps, you know very well they are not 100% accurate. In fact, these GPS apps can take you in circles, and I mean literally. We went to Utah a few months ago in the summer to see Paula's sister. I've always told Paula she needs to have sisters that live closer. But we went to Utah and the GPS on two different occasions took me into a circle but gave me no direction about how to get out of the circle. We were dizzy after two or three minutes because we couldn't get out of that traffic circle. Circles away from your destination. Well, you can count on God's word to be far more dependable than a GPS. It is my spiritual and your spiritual GPS when we follow the directions. We will not be going in circles. We'll be headed in the right way. Now, as I said before, it may be challenging. You may have to navigate around obstacles and temptations and conflicts and storms. And if you're reading your Bible and loving the Lord, you're going to find the directions to navigate those things. But it may not be, as I said earlier, the first second that you open the book. You will be on the right road if you've got your eyes here, the pathway of righteousness. And if you stay where God has told you to stay in his word, his GPS will say to you, eventually, you have arrived at your destination. God's word provides what is eternally good for us. Here's what I want to recommend that you do this week. In addition to your daily Bible reading, read the 119th Psalm. It takes about 15 minutes. 176 verses that will do you good. God's Word provides what is eternally good for us. It is the way of happiness. It's the way to avoid shame. It is the way of good counsel, strength, hope, wisdom. And God's word shows us the way we should go. I can print this out for you. All you have to do is ask me and I'll print you a copy of this and you can put this at some prominent place where you will remember that God's word provides what is eternally good for us. If you need to respond to the Lord's invitation, we invite that response while we stand to sing. <laughs>